0: time for Critter of the Week, 3.30 each Friday, we connect with Nicola Tuki, a conservationist, ecologist, CEO of Forest and Birds. Hi there, Nicola. Uh,
1: kia ora, Jesse and uh a matariki.
0: Oh, a matariki to you as well. I've been um, speaking of uh, te reo Māori, I've been practicing before this conversation, been practicing saying weta because it's a really hard one to get. I only realized maybe in the last few months that weta, or as we used to call them weta, um, has a macron on the E and a macron on the A. And it's what we're discussing this week. So I'm going to have to say it about 100 times. The Banks Peninsula tree weta.
1: Weta, that's right. We are going to be talking about uh, Banks Peninsula Tree, Weta. As an aside, um, there is, you know, this song, oh, goodness, I can't remember. It became very, very fa- famous in COVID and it's an old whaling song. Um,
0: yeah, the, sh- the, the uh, t- sea shanty.
1: The sea shanty, which, of course, has New Zealand roots, right? Because mm. it's actually about um, down in the Otago Peninsula. And so I always have a wee wry smile when I hear it. Um, but I don't know if you've seen the very funny YouTube video about, um, Prince pronunciation, um, that is to the tune of that song. No, no. Hunter and I, like, we get it cranking in the car and we play it all the time because it just makes us laugh so much. Um, but it's all about, um, they say things, I can't recall it now, but they say things like, ah, how does it go? It goes... Taol wrong um wrong is not to wrong say a toe then a wrong you know like that's yeah really cheap, I do that know
0: that, this one I do in fact um let me let me get a hold of it and I'll play a minute or two at the end of our credit this week how does that sound
1: I think that's a great idea because it always has us in fits
0: JP and Jermaine. okay great I look forward to that um you come across a weta yourself this week.
1: Did so. Um, my wee family and I snuck off uh, into the bush up by Kaikota for our long weekend uh, for Matariki. And we had friends um, swing by, and we were sort of the kids were sort of playing on the edge of the bush, and it's sort of just Kanuka and regenerating bush. And what well, they had a little boy about the same age as Hunter, and I could hear these kids going, Mum, 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 Nick, we found a weta. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great, because there's plenty of tree weta around there. Anyway, they'd been turning over rocks to look for things. Mm. And I went to look at this weta, and it was a kaikoda giant weta, huh. which, which filled the palm of my hand. And a, and a female as well. And I just couldn't believe it, because, you know, in my... Korea in my experience, I've only ever seen weta like that on predator free offshore islands. Yeah. You know. So it was just it was probably the highlight of our trip oh. was just seeing
0: this
1: amazing female and you know, the kids got a really good look at her and at some stage she got a bit growly and started flicking her back legs up oh. and stridulating, which is that we sound they make when they get growly. And <laughs> um, and we can talk a bit about that because this week's uh, weta does the same thing, obviously. And just what a cool experience. And I was talking to one of the locals about it a couple of days later and he said, oh, that's so hard case. Because this particular um, giant weta is um, uh, Dana Creeda, Kr- Pava, so it's very closely related to, for all you wetter nerds out there, uh, to the Cook Strait giant wetter. Mm -hmm. Probably was the same species, you know, at some stage. And and but its threat classification is data deficient, which is one of those like four thousand or or more species that, from for the Department of Conservation, there's just not enough information about them to determine what species, what threat classification they are, and therefore how to look after them. Mm And the guy was saying that he's seen lots of scientists go up there over the years looking for the things and they really struggle to find them. And, you know, two little boys
0: <laughs> turning
1: over rocks found yeah. one the first go. Oh,
0: cool. That's a beautiful, beautiful creature. I'm looking at some photos of it. But maybe we should save the Kaikota giant wetter for another occasion because you are a little further south on Banks Peninsula for your Critter of the Week this week.
1: Yes, so, um, and this is a different family. This is the tree wetter, which mm. is Himedina uh Hemedina is this particular species, and they can range in all kinds of places, you know, often people these are the ones that you might find in hemadena anyway, are the ones you might find in your gumboot or in your backyard or um uh actually, I recently um found one on the Endangered Species Aotearoa show, uh, which is Himadina Māori, which is a tree wetter that lives way up in the mountains under rocks. So who knew? Anyway, <laughs> this one is from Banks Peninsula, as you say, and it's it's kind of a, a sad but shining a light of hope kind of story because it's only found in a, in a patch of remnant native bush um, uh, out on Banks Peninsula. And this is kind of a story about the the significance of people, communities, farmers, everybody working together to try and turn things around. Uh, so the tree weta, um, the other ones, if you're not entirely sure, they're quite active. The the males have like big jaws at the front and can get a bit bitey. I've been bitten by one. Have you? Yeah, in fact, slight sideshow. Uh, I was bitten by one. Years and years and years ago, and we were filming a little story about how to encourage kids uh, to, you know, uh, create wetter hotels. And it was in a backyard urban Auckland, right, and and make lizard gardens and do all kinds of things. And um, actually, Rude Kleinpast had lent me a couple of his tree wetter. And I was showing, like, these five, seven-year-olds, and they're all kind of crowded around a wee table in the backyard. And I shook one out, and it was a big male with the big jaws. And he just got the inside of my wrist. And like clamped on real hard, and enough to draw blood, right? And Gosh. and what I didn't didn't want to do was frighten the kids, you know, because I could see them kind of looking in horror, like oh no. And they were like, "He's biting you! He's biting you!" And I was like, "No, it's fine, it's fine." But all I really wanted to do was like whack it on the table and squash it, but I didn't. It took one you Showed for the great restraint. <laughs> But anyway, um, you know, just a bit of backstory on weta in general is that um, if you think about the fact that New Zealand's animal wildlife, our fauna, evolved with no terrestrial mammals except for the bats, then weta essentially take the role that mice and rodents do overseas. And and so that's quite important to know. And then, of course, you know, sadly, because we now have mice here, what do they do? They eat the weta, yeah. which is a pain. So um, they eat... When weta eats seeds from native plants, their digestive system um, basically conditions the seeds for germination. And then they are able to disperse the seeds um, when they poo it out. It's a, but in, so like birds do, right? But uh, and, and just so you know, the um, technical name for weta poop is frass.
0: Frass. Do, uh, frass. Is all insect poop called Frass.
1: Yeah, and, and insect frass uh, is apparently now sold as plant food in some shops. So it's, um, I, I suppose, a good description or a good reflection of the fact that the interconnectedness of this stuff. And the other thing that weta do is are breaking down the plants and creating nutrient-rich soils. And so um, having weta around means you've got good, healthy native bush nearby, which was, of course, our experience over the weekend. Uh, these ones, though, focusing on Banks Peninsula, and I think that's really important because, uh, you know, the work that has gone on on Banks Peninsula over the years is quite incredible, given that that whole area has had been almost deforested, I think, down to about 1% over time. Yeah, over as I've said before on the years.
0: show, I was told that it's basically the forest that built Christchurch.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's on that. Yeah, that's that's probably quite true. So, um, but because of the work of people like the Banks Peninsula Conservation Trust and the Jobs for Nature program that are um that's been run out of Fiki, which is Rapaki, um, and the work of the local farmers and the land care stuff going on, um, incredible stuff is happening in terms of reforestation on Banks Peninsula, mm. which is going to be good luck for the wetter, right? Um, So, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of plants and trees have gone back into Banks Peninsula. And I, the last I heard, which was a few years now, it had grown from 1% to, like, upwards of 16% forest cover there. So there's a significant amount going on.
0: Yeah, wow, that um, is huge.
1: Yeah, pretty amazing and and really important. And so that's the the reason that's important is tree wetter um, have these little homes called galleries which are basically little holes that either moth or beetle larva chew away in the in the tree right they don't necessarily dig their own holes they like to take over someone else's but then they kind of chew away at the at the entrance to make sure that the bark doesn't grow back over and then if they're a male they create a little harem And harem, you know, if you've got a a wetter hotel, for example, in your backyard, which is why they're so popular, because it's an instant home. It's like a it's like one of those little penguin houses that Mm. people make. It keeps them safe from predators and makes monitoring populations heaps easier. You can have one male and up to 10 females in there. Um, so <laughs> the Banks Peninsula yes. tree wetter, they prefer an, a tree gallery. Um, but if these are in short supply, and given the, the habitat requirements they have and, and the, the lack of forestry at this point, um, or forest out on Banks Peninsula, then they'll look for like a hole in the ground in under rock stacks, or or fallen trees, or posts, you know, to create their little gallery. And um, obviously, the the this is interesting. The notes say they prefer galleries with smaller entrances. I suspect that's because if you're in a gallery with a larger entrance, then you're you're a dead wetter because rats, <laughs> possums, stoats, uh, and other predators can't get in. Yeah, them.
0: yeah, got to find the perfect home. Matt, we haven't talked about the hotels at the, um, for a while, but they are so cool and. Um, uh, at some stage, we'll have to do another catch up with someone who makes them because um, I have tried to make them myself with very disastrous results. And someone took pity on, <laughs> someone took pity on me and sent me one with uh, nicely, you know, carved perspex and everything. Um, oh yeah, that's
1: what you want. So, yeah. yeah, particularly when you've got kids. Well, yeah, great kid start, You want to slide, eh? yeah, slide the door back and have a wee look. So, and I think that's quite important because I think lots of people get a bit heebie-jeebies about weta, and actually. They're one of our iconic species yeah. here in New Zealand. And the species here in New Zealand, you know, they're all flightless. They're quite different from the other Gondwanan kind of relations, which are um, called king crickets in places like Australia yeah. and, and South Africa. Uh, so, you should be delighted. You, know, you should
0: exclaim with joy when you come across a wet and not say, ooh, or how can I kill yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, no, please don't do that. Um, and especially if you're a Banks Peninsula weta, which is just slowly finding itself some more habitat to be able to live yeah, in. Right. Um And for that, they need um, these particular ones. They like kanuka, lacebark. They also like mahoi, karpuka, which is broadleaf, five-finger, fuchsia, mahoi or mountain holly. So there's a range of things that we can grow um, for them. Uh, and to just quirky fun facts. One final uh, fact,
0: yes, is uh, 3.45 and Wallace Chapman in the panel grows closer.
1: Oh, Wallace, he'll just have to wait. He'll be, I don't know. He likes weather. Well, we're going to
0: run out of time for your sea shanty.
1: Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, New Zealand, our weta have their ears but on their knees, which I find fascinating. Yeah,
0: okay, that fact was worth waiting for. Can you rate the attractiveness <laughs> of the Banks Peninsula Tree weta on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: Yep, I think it's beautiful. It's got that lovely chocolatey brown colour. It needs all the love it can get. It's getting a six from me.
0: Okay, Nicola Tuki, six out of ten. Fair call. And um, have a great weekend. I'm going to finish off with the team from Hahana doing the Terrell Sea Shanty. We are the barren voyagers on a mission to share Terrell. We, we coming with shivery my, to my to be, be bill. Soon may we all speak well i get a little better with modi names With a pot of gold and tea and brum, We know Pada Pada ume, is hard one We are poor men, yes we're poor I've got a sore toe, oh yes it's sore Put a toe at the front end with poor That's how you say to poor Tauranga is and Tauranga, another toe with the front and roll it R. Tauranga is how ye say, I'll trade you one sheep for a yippee Soon may we all speak well and get a little better with mouldy names. The buttery's open and the jocks of fool, keep using your kupu. La 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 la, da tra la la, da tra la la. I hope you enjoyed. Now here's Wallace Chapman in the panel.